Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 13th of May, 2022. Friday, the 13th of May, 2022. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. And from there, you can select a number of different venues where you can hear the episodes. Friday, the 13th. I'm doing Space Gab. I used to do a podcast called Ghost Gab. And uh, that would have been fitting for Friday the 13th, what I used to talk about in another time in my life. But I'm not like that anymore. But now, Space Gab, been going since 2013. Okay, hey, Lunar Eclipse coming up. The uh, night of the 15th of May, going into the 16th, and you can... See links to this information I'm going to be talking about today on my Twitter feed, which is twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. For the lunar eclipse, you can go there and click on the link that NASA Moon has tweeted out, or probably many others. Many people are probably talking about the lunar eclipse coming up, and you can see if you're going to be able to view it in your area. Fortunately, uh, here in Oklahoma, I'll be able to view pretty much the whole thing. Over five hours worth. Not that I'm going to be staring up at the moon for five hours, but uh, if uh, I get a chance, I'm going to go check it out, see the different shades of the moon as it uh, the um, shadow passes over the moon. So check that out if you can. Lunar eclipse, pretty exciting. If you're a space enthusiast, a lunar enthusiast, or just enjoy cool stuff like that. Looks like there's a couple of... St- Starlink launches. It'll be the 19th and 20th by SpaceX this year. 40% chance of a go, it says here, for the Starlink launch from California later today, scheduled at 6.07 p.m. Eastern Time, and 80% chance of a go in weather for the Starlink launch on Saturday from Florida. So, Lots of Starlink satellites going up there. I'll talk about uh, some more information about Starlinks later in the podcast. But uh, California, followed by a Florida launch the next day. The Boeing OFT-2. NASA TV will be broadcasting a launch coming up Thursday, May 19th at 6.54 p.m. Eastern Time. Lots been going on with this... uh, Boeing launch and the spacecraft and in the news many things and I'll be talking about just a few. Andrew Drones tweets out apparent liftoff of the fourth Hyperbola 1 solid rocket from iSpace. Uh, iSpace is a a Chinese uh, company private company, launch company um, and they have a a history they successfully launched a uh, Hyperbola 1, and it reached low Earth orbit on its maiden flight, becoming the first private company from China to achieve orbit. A second launch of the Hyperbola 1 in February 2021 failed to reach orbit, as did a a third attempt in August of 2021. So this apparently is the fourth attempt of this Hyperbola 1 solid rocket 
from iSpace. So uh, I don't see many details on it yet. He just has a uh, he links an article that shows a video showing the rocket climbing. So I'm going to have to look and uh, research this a little bit further, but uh, you can click on my Twitter feed and click on this link, and, and probably there's some comments uh, on this original article where they talk about the rocket launch. So there's probably more information there if you'd like to go check that out. Well, you know about Space Force. Well, how about Space National Guard? Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, has introduced a bipartisan bill to establish the Space National Guard. On May 12th, he introduced this legislation to create a National Guard for the U.S. Space Force. That'll be interesting. Uh, We'll see how this one pans out. NASA tweeted out a couple days ago, For the first time ever, scientists have grown plants in lunar soil. They said they experimented with the Apollo moon samples, and they say it could shape the future of sustainable astronaut missions to deep space. Wow. Well, I was joking about on my Twitter feed, I said, Oh my! Is moon dust cannabis in our future? A new type of lunar high? <laughs> Hey, you never know if they're if they're growing plants with moon samples, lunar samples, moon dust, moon dirt, moon rocks, whatever they used uh, to grow plants. What is cannabis? A plant, eventually. Although I think it would be very hard for someone to get samples from an Apollo mission. Pretty much near impossible, especially for probably growing cannabis. Well, you know, they might try it, though. Uh, experimentation behind the scenes with uh, this cannabis. Let's see. I mean, they just they say they're growing plants, and they kind of talk about the different types of plants they grew. Uh, you know, would they share that information if they were growing cannabis? I mean, everybody's doing it, aren't they? All these states are going from medical marijuana and then to recreational marijuana. And I know that we were in a state, Colorado, that we left for many reasons, that um, promised, you know, they had medical marijuana. And then they promised, oh my gosh, we're going to take the income from the taxes and whatever else we're going to make when we legalize recreational marijuana. And you're going to see improvements all over the place. You're going to see improvements here. And you're going to see improvements there. And you're going to see improvements everywhere. Kind of like the administration is doing now, huh? On many things. But anyway, we lived in uh, Pueblo at the time. And Pueblo was a big cannabis city. And um, bam, they jumped on the bandwagon. There was uh, places you could buy cannabis everywhere, everywhere. Well, guess what? Crime went up. There was an you know, increase in crime. <laughs> but there wasn't much else that we saw. Uh, so, you know, now I guess Oklahoma is thinking about bringing in um, recreational marijuana. And I tell people, I go, we came from a place where they did this. And let me tell you what happened. Anyway, will they start growing cannabis in moon dust? We'll just have to wait and see.
if there's a new type of lunar high. Space Force General says commercial satellite internet in Ukraine showing power of mega constellations. During a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing May 11th, Senator Tom Cotton asked Space Force officials if any lessons could be drawn from the war in Ukraine about the role of commercial satellites in armed conflict. One lesson is resiliency provided by large proliferated constellations, said General David Thompson, Vice Chief of Space Operations of the U.S. Space Force. The article here from Space News continues, Russia, in a cyberlink attack in February, managed to disrupt SATCOM services provided by a Viasat satellite. But SpaceX's broadband constellation Starlink has continued to provide Internet services in Ukraine despite attempts to disrupt it. Wow. According to Elon Musk, the Starlink network has resisted Russian cyber war jamming and hacking attempts so far, but they're ramping up their efforts. You know, um, they did talk about this. There was actually uh, some tweets where there were some warnings uh, levied against Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know if they were just propaganda or they were actually serious, but um, as I said earlier, I was going to tell you a few things about the Starlinks, and I talked about it a little bit last week saying, you know, if it weren't for Elon Musk and SpaceX, you know, our space industry would be nothing like it is now. They have done so much. And these Starlinks, you know, are proving, you know, the point, along with other things, you know, the Falcon 9s, the uh, trips back and forth to the International Space Station with the Crew Dragons, the trips back and forth to the International Space Station with the Cargo Dragons, and uh, this this um, this new rocket they're developing, uh, you know, for the Mars trip, possibly a moon trip, and we'll just have to wait and see um, what happens after that. But I mean, you know, this is one thing. There are uh, a very successful company. I'll tell you, people that condemn him for this Twitter thing are mostly because you know they don't want the, what they're calling free speech. Is they want their speech, which is their. Um, definition of free speech you can't talk but I can, that's free speech but Elon Musk has done so much and uh, one other thing he's trying to do now is make Twitter better also which I hope he succeeds at because he sure has succeeded with SpaceX you know this um, Boeing CST-100 Starliner I guess, I mean they've been going through quite a bit uh, from the first um, attempt at the um, the launch where it didn't actually make it to the International Space Station. Now they're going to be trying a second test, uh, unmanned. Uh, it's the crew spacecraft, but it's going to be unmanned, um, this attempt, OFT-2. But um, I guess now they're considering redesigning the propellant valves uh, on future uh, commercial crew spacecraft because of the problems they had on the past crew spacecraft. So um, you could read the link to that article there at my Twitter feed. It talks more about it. Um, also, I guess there was something very interesting. The feud with Aerojet, from an article it says here, uh, Marina Corinne, uh, kind of linked to an article. It says, this is just a quote out of the article. The feud 
with Aerojet is not Boeing's first Starliner subcontractor quarrel. In 2017, Starliner had an accident during a ground test that forced the president of a different subcontractor to have his leg medically amputated. Wow, that caught some people by surprise when they read this report. So um, you can read more about that. Um, Different things that have happened in the history of the development of the Starliner, Boeing Starliner. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, you know, as I said, they were going to be televising the the uh, flight of the OFT-2 coming up. And uh, but there's more here on uh, the Starliner, and there's many links on my Twitter feed where you can read the entire articles. Michael Sheets tweets out, "Hey, Elon Musk says he thinks SpaceX." can get an uncrewed Starship mission to Mars in three to five years. And he links a YouTube video uh, as the basis for this uh, quote. So you can go check that out. Wow, we were just talking about SpaceX and the Starship. Now, three to five years going to Mars. Check out that uh, video if you'd like. And the link is there. Or just go to the Sheets tweets. <laughs> That's his Twitter handle, Michael Sheets, his articles. Well, Space News article says Astra announced May 10th that it plans to carry out launches from a spaceport in the Shetland Islands starting in 2023 as part of international expansion plans. Astra said it is partners, partnering with Saxaboard spaceport to provide launch services from that facility located on the island of Unst, the northernmost of the Shetland Islands. Those launches would begin in 2023, pending final agreements and regulatory approvals. So Astra to be launching from a UK spaceport. Nathan McDowell tweets out, that the uh, TechEdSat 7 CubeSat, which was launched on a Virgin Orbit launch along with some other uh, payloads that on the same launch, it was testing out an ExoBrake reentry drag device. And I guess it re-entered on May 4th. And he has a little graph here on his Twitter feed that shows the other payloads that were on the Virgin Orbit launch and when they re-entered and then it shows the TechEdSat 7 CubeSat the re-entry graph and what a major difference uh, go check it out on my Twitter feed or go to Jonathan McDowell's and he is uh, the Twitter handle at Planet 4589 very impressive you can see that that drag uh, re-entry drag device definitely worked and he can say that, too. He says it. But you can see the drag device worked. And um, big time. A graph, you know, this shows how it uh, came down and uh, compared to the other payloads. Check that out. Pretty interesting stuff. China's Tiangong Space Station has another spacecraft docked with it now. Uh, not too long ago, the... Shinzu 13 crew undocked and came back to Earth. Well, now the Tianzhou 4 cargo spacecraft has docked with the Tiangong Space Station. Uh, 
and about seven hours after its launch, and that was on May 9th. It's setting up supplies, propellants, experiment instruments, sample materials to CSS for astronauts to consume, utilize, or conduct experiments with. So, the next crew of uh, China's astronauts who arrive at the Tiangong Space Station will already have the Tianhu 4 cargo spacecraft docked and ready for them to open it up and get the supplies that they need and put them in the space station. NASA Insight tweets out, After more than three years of listening to the soft rumbles of Mars, I just felt by far my biggest Mars quake yet. Looks like about magnitude 5. My team is studying the data to learn more. Science rewards patience. And um, the uh, handle at Twitter is uh, at NASA Insight, of course. And you can see the graph of that Mars quake that they are sharing with um, the space enthusiasts who are interested in cool stuff like that. Another tweet by Michael Sheets. Virgin Orbit announces its next launch of Straight Up is scheduled for no earlier than June 29th. Under the Pentagon's space test program, the mission will carry seven government satellites to orbit. So Virgin Orbit is going to be sending government satellites into orbit. Uh, We'll see how that works for them and um, what other future plans the government has using Virgin Orbit's launching technique. China Space Station Ham Radio Frequencies John KG4AKV shared a document. It says this is what the IR oh, I'm sorry, the IARU coordinates amateur radio payload for Chinese Space Station. And it lists lists here, let's see, the following frequencies have been coordinated. Uh, V slash V crew voice, 145.850 and 145.9085. U, U crew voice, uh, let's see, 435.050, 436, 510. Uh, v and U, which is, the V is um, VHF. And the U, of course, is UHF. So, uh, let's see, a VHF and a UHF FM repeater. Wow, a repeater on the Chinese space station. Let's see, narrow FM, 145.875 and 436.510. So one of them is going to be the input frequency that amateurs will use to send their communication to the uh, Tiangong space station, and then it will return. Uh, Usually it's the higher frequency is what the amateurs will be using that go up in most cases, and the lower frequencies... Um, the VHF will be uh, when it returns back, and you'll be listening to that one. And then another one, uh, let's see, 435.075 and 145.985, another FM repeater. Then a a VHF digit repeater looks at, uh, let's see, 
1200 bond wall. Let's see, 145825, 145825. And a UHF Digipeter, uh, 437550. And let's see, imaging, SSTV, FM. They've got uh, VHF and UHF frequencies listed here. So let's see, their VHF uh, imaging of SSTV is 145.850 and 145.985. So, huh, maybe they're going to be allowing um, amateurs to send SSTV up to the Tiangong Space Station. And then, you know, based on those two frequencies, one would be input, one would be output. And then the UHF uh, SSTV frequency on FM, uh, 435.050 and 436.510. Interesting. So, um, I guess let's see. It says a launch to the Chinese space station is planned for the third quarter of 2022. Maybe that's when this uh, amateur radio equipment is going up. Their communications equipment. So we'll have to wait and see. So, hey, that's pretty interesting and exciting news for amateur radio operators uh, being able to use the China's Tiangong space station as a repeater as it orbits the earth uh and with when you're within um dis, you know sight sight uh radio uh sight basically your antenna can be pointed or usually it's you, you usually use like a yagi to follow um the space stations when it is going over although you can use i've actually contacted through um uh, other amateur radio operators just using a hand held with the uh, International Space Station, but it was pretty much directly above me. But uh, for the best way, you just, you know, many people use, uh, you know, software that uses a a tracking uh, rotor to actually track the object as it's uh, orbiting above and uh, making communication, sending and receiving that way. But uh, pretty interesting stuff. So I do have a link to this chart on my Twitter feed, if you'd like to see the exact frequencies I just talked about, and that Twitter feed is twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, and you can hear Space Gab at www.spacegabpodcast.com. Well, that's it. Until next time.